What up, what up, Meepsters? This is Ryan Rainbro, and if you're hearing this, that means you're about to listen to one of the 99 free episodes of the Meep Meep podcast available wherever you cast pods. But keep in mind that there are new and unreleased episodes of the show on patreon.com slash meetmeetpod. So you'll want to sign up there to hear future episodes and also other side projects like Choo Choo, the show about soundtracks and contribute suggestions for future episodes as well. Will I listen to your suggestion? <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Patreon.com slash meetmeetpod. Bye! Welcome to Meet Meet, the Roadrunner podcast, where we go through the canon of Roadrunner records with the artists who made them and the musicians they influenced. Let's roll! What up, what up, Meepsters? I'm Ryan Rainbow, and this week we continue our international travels all the way down to right by the equator in Brazil. But we're not going beneath the remains. We discuss the debut album by Brazilian punk veterans Garage Fuzz and their debut album Relax in Your Favorite Chair. The band was signed to Roadrunner by Ale Briganti, who was a member of the band The Pinups, then became an A&R, and then worked for MTV. Total domination. Guitarist turned vocalist turned visual artist turned husband Alexandre Cruz, a.k.a. Cesper, was nice enough to go back in time to 1995 with me and tell us all about how this album was created. So relax in any chair or love seat, and let's enter the fuzz. We listen a lot to Hawker Records back in the days. I don't know how music from America gets to Brazil, because the only... Oh. You know, Brazilian band that I know of is Sepultura. <laughs> because sure, they, sure. And then you guys and then the uh, the pinups. But overall, uh-huh. it's, um, you know, three bands compared to the hundreds of bands here. And all of your lyrics are in English. Uh-huh. So is it pretty common for American music to be popular in Brazil? We start to listen to have metal around 1985 when... We had the first Hawk and Rio festival in Brazil. So a lot of bands played that festival, like Ozzy Osbourne, um, Iron Maiden. So we become metalheads at this time. Uh, we start to do a lot of tape trading uh, around 88 when we start to listen to more hardcore music. Uh, we did a lot of tape training with Europe. We did a lot of tape training with UK, a lot of tape training with West Coast. And we have a lot of good record record stores in our city. So we have a lot of information of what we really need to listen. Like we we can go to these these stores and we have like Crippet Slaughter, we have Vermatch. All these bands back in the days, like really, really near from the the release of the albums. So we always had a lot of information for what we need. Sure, uh, Brazil is a huge country. Uh, uh, rock and heavy metal and punk are not the priorities in, <laughs> in the music scene. 
they, they listen a lot of popular Brazilian music. So we are kind of black chips <laughs> on, the, on the scene. Like we are not well, uh, well seen like, oh, these guys are doing rock, playing punk, singing English. It's not like a, a good thing to do. <laughs> Brazil, Brazil at that time, like, like 80s, like was weird because we had a lot of years of military dictatorship in Brazil. So it's all closed. And all of this happened when the country was opening for going new directions, open mind, like different times. And this is, uh, you know, this album that we're talking about, Relax in Your Favorite Chair, it comes out not too many years after like the, the Peace Summit in Rio too, right? Mm-hmm. We started the band in 1991. Like we, we listened to lots of these bands, like more trash stuff and hardcore stuff. And we are changing. At this time, we are listening a lot of uh, SST records, bands like Husker Du, Screaming Trees. Dinosaur Jr., this kind of bands. We are changing. We are listening a lot of uh, UK bands like House of Love, My Blood Valentine. We, we are changing at this time that we start this band. Uh, I think around 19, 1993, we, we got in track again with more hardcore sound, more punk sound. And we go in the direction the album came out like with all the songs but we are re really young when we did this we are around 22 22 22 years old all of us like we are very young like <laughs> the interesting thing about this album for me too compared to the rest of your catalog is it's kind of more i guess in retrospect someone might call it like pop punk but it's like mm -hmm. pretty punk like it's very punk rock sounding versus sure. you guys kind of go into more like modern rock or more traditional yeah. Uh, rock and roll after this but you guys it even sounds like a youthful energy on this album versus kind of what you did later mm -hmm. on yeah we, we it's all new at this time like record had an album released by road runners like something really really mind-blowing to us at this time like uh we came from a demo tape in a cassette in a 45 minutes cassette to a cd uh, well recorded, well produced, and have a good distribution. Uh, at this time, we listen. We, we, we listen to more like we listen a lot to Poison Idea, and at the same time, we go to something really mellow, really melodic, like Ride. I don't know you. So you know, like we have this all these influences going around. There is a little of Epitaph Records going on at these times, like. Bad Religion is, is putting like Generator and all this, this album that we listen a lot. We, we don't get into like fat records or more melodic stuff, but this time we listen to a lot of Epitaph records also. And all of us are, are creating the music. Like uh, we are all doing like the, the, the riffs. We, 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 are, we are collaborating together for real at this time. Because we, we some of the some guys in the band had like regular jobs, but we had a lot of time to to spend like rehearsing and we had like a good time doing these songs. Because you start off as the guitar player for the band, right, and then became the vocalist later on. 
Yeah, uh, we, <laughs> we started as a band as a trio. We, we, we are really into like these SST bands for sure. Like we, when Fabricio, the best player, came to the band, he had like uh, an album like late late 80s called Psych Possessor is the band. And they recorded like a great album that is like a masterpiece in hardcore in Brazil. So he has a different mentality for how a band has to rehearse, how to record, how to 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 do the songs, and he he helped us a lot in in that process to became not professional because when when we get to the studio to re, to record this album on Rogue Runner. We, we, we see that we need to like improve a lot. Like we, 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 at the time we went to the studio, we see that, okay, now is the difference from like a, a sheer rehearsal place and listening in a real studio with a real producer that know what he's doing. So this was all like really <laughs> crazy at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine going, like you said, from kind of just doing the the demo to doing the the album for a a, a pretty big record, label, especially in Brazil, because of again Sepultura. Not to keep on bringing them up, but sure. uh, Roadrunner Brazil had really just kind of started before, right before you guys get signed as a result of Sepultura's huge mm-hmm. success a couple of years prior. So, did you already have a pretty large local following from the demo that Roadrunner approached you, or they just happened to? they were looking for talent at the time because they're trying to fill out the roster of this label. Yeah, we, we did like, uh, we did a lot of shows. We, at this time was the changing the skateboarding also. So skating board, skateboarding is changing at the same time, like at the same moment as the music, a lot of skate videos are looking for local bands so in the beginning, these, these skate videos help us a lot to spread the music because everyone is copying and copying, copying, copying was kind of like the tape trading, like lady, lady 80s was to us the skateboard scene, like early 90s. So this helped us a lot to spread the music, like the skateboard scene at this time. Uh, we did a lot of shows with our band that, uh, we we really play a lot at this time. Like did a lot of shows, not big shows, but we are playing all the venues around the play around the city. And we we at the time we had like a decent demo, but it's changing now. So our music is like a transition demo. They got like a song from a compilation that a reporter, in, music reporter in Brazil is doing at this at that time was a double CD compilation and they listened to that song and now and that's when become more into the to do a contract and record an album. Now your A and R rep for Roadrunner who is now your wife, yeah. she was also right. in a in a band in Brazil too, right? So is she actively yeah. a musician while she's an A and R representative? Yeah uh was a musician before to be honest our band start to 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 play because of her uh and her band like the pinups they they ask us to open some shows and we okay we have five songs let's play these shows and they help us a lot in the start and by the time that uh, she's working there um they are changing they are starting to do 
a new cast for the, the, the label in Brazil. She don't want to, to, to be her boyfriend band to be re <laughs> released yeah. in the same com com company uh, that she's working. But later, uh, a lot of people inside the, the company, like uh, Roadrunner, uh, understand that we are doing like a real work. We are playing a lot, like we are real band and we are playing till now like we are three stay playing for three decades and they released the album was like a, a good process too and you have the single on here when all the things is that getting mm -hmm. uh there was a music video for that song too right yeah is this getting rotation on mtv brazil and things like that yeah the was funny because it's all it's kind of all do it yourself you know like the the album artwork i did that night at home like with no no budget to do it <laughs> like with stuff that i have around uh this videotape they have like they pay for some process of uh of the filming, but we did all in our neighborhood. It's all the around our neighborhoods where we grew up. So basically it was a real uh, kind of do-it-yourself do vibes, even being Roadrunner, that is a company. They, they did like, they paid for us at this time, like a real tour. We did a lot of shows in Brazil, it was so good, like, uh, was so good to remember this is something that we did and really enjoyed doing it Fabricio went to Roadrunner uh, place and the, the office and keep for days like booking shows and was the, our real first tour we did uh, with some support at this time we played with Sica Friel in Sao Paulo we did some shows together with Shelter. Was was nice. <laughs> and Shelter at that time too was like the number one band in Brazil, right? So those shows must have been. Yeah, it was it was insane because we remember then like we, we listened to a lot of Judd and Youth of Today back in the days, and now we are seeing then like are the same people like with a, with a crowd that really are really mad about them when they toured Brazil was really crazy like really they're like really pop stars here they they become big and the tour was great like the, we we become friends with Franklin and Hoy is on the drums are really nice and also Porsche and Ray uh I know Brazil is a gigantic country. So did you ever do any tours outside of Brazil, just still in South America? We did one tour like uh, 20 years ago in Argentina. Uh, all of us has have different uh, jobs and schedules in life, like kids and stuff. So we basically stay like playing Brazil for mostly of our career. We we are we we are really glad that we did almost the whole country. That's huge, but was was hard work to 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 just keep touring Brazil like a lot of different different places and different conditions from each re region. Like really really weird, like to 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 figure out how to play all over the country. Yeah, I can imagine there's just so much 
area to cover. I mean, even here, America, which is, I mean, I think a fraction of the size of Brazil to do a full U.S. tour is exhausting yeah. and difficult to do because there's some places that just don't have a, you know, a burgeoning scene and, and things like that. So I would imagine that Brazil even more so. And you guys, you kind of touched on earlier, you're, all your songs are in English. So is that frowned upon in certain scenes or? Yeah, we, we, we always keep like singing in English. We have a lot of, even when we released the Relax in a Favorite Chair, like one year ago, the scene in Brazil changed a lot and they become to put more local music on it. So the big bands like that, they are being famous at this time. Uh, they are mixing like regional music with uh, different instruments. Uh, from Brazil, using Brazilian instruments together with a kind of Ramon sound. We don't get in. We want to keep it like playing the, 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 the way we like to play that. And we keep like singing English always like it's not our, our first language. Like we, uh, people in Brazil always complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's we are we are on it about uh, for the music like uh, we are in, in, on it for music for the we are like a different relation with it you know like we are not trying to be famous or make a living for it. we we start to listen to American bands and England English bands like uh, European bands and we we became from the punk scene and metal scene like. <laughs> I, I, I listen to a lot of Road Racer albums, you know, like oh, back wow. in the, <laughs> Metal Blade. We, we grew up with this, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that earlier too. I was going to ask you just because, uh, you know, listening to this album, I wouldn't think that you were like a metal guy, but you were really into metal when you were younger. Yeah, yeah, all of us, like all of us in the band. I think Daniel, the drummer, is her brother. His brother is more into into punk, but he used to listen a lot of power metal, speed metal, trash metal. That 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 time of with the power metal, speed metal, trash metal is the time that we are around 13, 14 years old. So we we listen to it to <laughs> to exhausting. Like <laughs> we still listen. We still listen to King Diamond, to Merciful Fate. <laughs> I show my daughters, oh, you're listening to this, listen to Merciful Fate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, at the time that we are like in, in Roadrunner, they are releasing like Fear Factor first album, like Machine Head, uh Nail Bomb, I think is one of <laughs> the greatest roadrunner albums like i really dig that point blank album uh that's was a good time for music so you mentioned that you did the album artwork which is very interesting and you also said that uh you know you kind of just made it with stuff around your house but what does the title even mean relax in your favorite chair or is it uh, we are listening you're listening a lot of dag nasty ambulance song from field day that time and we, we always uh, thought that it's funny this this lyric the song and i just get it because my i think this this toy is like on the cover like this playmobil uh toys that we used to take we use on uh on to take on the cover to take a picture are from came from alexandra and 
it's, it's more like a funny fun fun name with the, the the whole situation we are listening to a lot of kill day that is an album that we've been listening forever and we always make fun of I could relax in my favorite chair like <laughs> some part of the lyric that I always came to our mind and we sing together and become the name of the uh, the record like we are doing we are doing this like in a it's all like a we are 20s you know like we are really young we are <laughs> we don't know what, what we don't have like that now after 25 years ago it's, it's okay i can talk about it but at the time it, it, we don't even know what we are doing you know <laughs> like Fabrizio, i think has more like a vision of it because he's he's in the process of uh the, the 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 whole songs and the studio things and but me oh, i do the art artwork back in the days was was something that nobody gives a fuck you know like oh, <laughs> oh please do the artwork whatever they, they don't really don't care it's not like nowadays that everyone is an artist and you know like everyone has a crazy idea <laughs> like the days like oh my god they 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 leave the artwork to you dude good luck it's, it's more like that you know like <laughs> like you you had a chore that, to do or something yeah it's not oh people want to uh back in the days i think i think people want to spend like uh the whole month inside the studio like oh listen mixing you know like all the equipment all the the artwork's like a process. Oh, cool, nice, but <laughs> was not the the, the most important uh, thing uh, 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 back in the days. I remember, like, uh, I become an artist later, and uh, I made a living of art. And I see that this this covers like my first steps. My oh, okay, I can't sleep. I, I did this, I can take a photograph of this and this become a cover, an artwork, blah, blah, blah. And this is my first process, I think. Like the, uh, besides the flyers and posters to the show and demo artworks, this is the first thing I did for, that I, um, that I, that I did and look at and say, oh, cool, this is nice. I think the coolest thing about the artwork is I actually have the booklet right here. So you have cool. the um, the chair, which is obviously, like you even said, it's kind of uh -huh. like goofy. But what's cool about it is that the picture of you guys, it kind of looks like oh. you're inside <laughs> yeah. of this this house. Oh, I, I, I will cry. <laughs> this is Fa Fabrizio living room. Yeah, good oh, times, wow. man. We try to make like uh, like to look like the cover really quickly. Like we did this in three hours, like, boom. And we, we, we did a lot in this living room. We did almost all the songs together. Like, well, it, it's still his house. Uh, is his family house. So we did this, try, try to do this combination of artwork and photograph. But it, the, the idea came later because, oh, okay, we got this, we have to go in that way. <laughs> you know, like it's not something that came like first, like the idea, like like a concept. We don't, it's something that it come uh, in, in the process. 
You said Fabricio's family still lives in this house today? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Does the song title Chairs Nation have anything to do with the album title being? uh, Chairs Nation was uh, a place uh, where a lot of the the, the disabled people go to, to, to exercise five blocks from where I born where I live in Brazil. Uh, and I did this song because of this, because every day I see the struggling for all these people to, to, to exercise. And was in a street that I cross every day, going anywhere we go in the city, like to downtown, or if you go to the beach, you have to cross in front of this place. And the, I think the lyrics come from this. Yeah, I never explained this. Like, I think it's the first time. <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. No, I like that. Because w- without knowing anything, I really just thought it was like, okay, well, the album's called Relax in Your Favorite Chair. So this is like about their crew, like the Chairs Nation, like all the yeah, yeah. all the fans no, sitting in their no. favorite chair <laughs> as a unit, you know? No, it's a different, it's a different situation. <laughs> and then when you started that story, I thought, I thought that this was like a retirement home or something. And I was like, that's a terrible name for these people to have. To oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, it's not a retirement. <laughs> but you have sons around. <laughs> the first thing that I noticed about this album, listening to it, getting ready to talk to you is that it sounds like everybody's almost kind of competing. As far as the guitars go, there are so many guitar leads on this constantly. Uh, what happened is that at this time I moved to Sao Paulo and I, uh, and I kind of go to the rehearsals very often. Like they, they, they practice a lot more than me. And this in a way help us because they start to improve a lot of solos to feel the lack of the vocals. So I, 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 I get it with the vocals later. I was the last, the last layer of the music. Like, I think maybe the, the guitar and bass and drums, solo, and I was the last layer. And at this time, they are, we are listening to a lot of bands like Sam I Am, uh, a lot of bands that really has a lot of guitar leaks, a lot of early shades apart. And we are listening to this kind of music and a lot of guitar riffs. So that's how I, I, I think that become more into our sound. It's because I'm living in Sao Paulo, the band is living in Santos. I'm not going to rehearse all the time. I'm, I think they rehearsal three times at this, this, this moment. And I'm going just one when I, when I go. <laughs> so what's that distance like between those two t- cities? One out and a half. Oh, okay. But I think it's good because it really separates the sound. Because like I said, it, it sounds very like pop punk of this era, like the 90, mm-hmm. 90 or mid 90s. But there's just so many guitar leads that I think that's, you know, like uh, it kind of reminds me of Lifetime, but Lifetime doesn't have just like 30 second guitar solos, you know? Sure, 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 sure. We are listening. We listen a lot of Lifetime. Maybe after this record, we start to listen more to Jade Tree Bands. Like Walleye, we listen to a lot of of the JD3 albums and Brahms Ring, Get Up Kids, and all these bands like Lifetime too. After after this album, we start to listen to these bands a lot. 
a lot, like around nine seven, nine eight. Yeah, because I feel like the the jump of sound between, or I guess almost the maturity of the sound between this album and the future ones is pretty dramatic. Then the rest of them kind of sound similar, not that they're regressions of each other, but this one is just so much different than pretty much anything you did after that. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we uh, we change a lot. Like uh, we listen a lot of bands. We we, we still till nowadays like we listen to still listen to lots of new music we are always trying to 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 listen to different things and at this time i think we are at the top of our like we had that background from the 80s like we had this hardcore metal background and at the same time we start to listen to this new thing like sonic youth um these bands from the early 90s. Uh, Sub pop records did a lot of, of changing in our minds, like Dad, uh, Mud Honey, like the, the, the first Nirvana's, like we listen a lot to this. So we mix it all. And at the time, we are really into like this, also listen to a lot of Lookout Records bands, like Christian Weasel, like uh, Mr. T Experience. We, we, even even the early Green Day, we listen a lot at this time. So I think that all, <laughs> all, all of this together is our first album. We don't have like a filter. Oh, this song is more like this. Let, let's skip this one and try to go in. The, no, we... we we did a, like a whole, the whole complete set list we, we had at the time. We don't, don't, don't get rid of any song we had. Now on your current, or I should say later sets, you don't include a whole lot of songs from this album, but are they, the you know, popular opinion is always that the older stuff is better of any band so sure, do your sure, fans sure. Cr- like really uh, sure. crave these songs more than <laughs> sure. some of the other ones? <laughs> sure 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 there are guys who are really close to us they are fans they still go in our shows and they came like uh, they came to us like all the time like you know the first one is the better <laughs> it's the best album you guys put out you know like say yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's uh, i think it's normal I'm, I'm like that too like i think a lot of the bands that i really love uh most of the the, the first albums are the most um crucial to me like i, I think like uh maybe some maybe because the times you are listening to it too mean, means a lot you know like some 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 music remind um, make you reminds like some time in your life and this become special to you and I, I understand when people came to me like this I really like Fast Relief one album that we put like five years ago uh, we work a lot on it like like the way we did in Relax in Your Favorite Chair and I like the result. But funny, that is an album that we put by ourselves, like no labels. We was our first album to be um, on digital platforms like Spotify and was like different to us, like, like learning again. At this time, it was really weird to us to understand like MP3s, like what? It'd be like a file, this shitty file, like... <laughs> 
fuck what happened <laughs> let's keep listening to tapes like <laughs> i like the artwork i like to read the inserts and the, also the tank list we we learn a lot with the the, the tank list from the the early albums like oh they thank they say thank you to this band this band must be good Let's check it out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a lost start. That used to be how I got into lots of bands. I'd be like, oh, they yeah. think this band that must, or vice versa, like, oh, this band's coming to town. Well, you know, yeah. so-and-so thanked them, so I'll go to the show. You know what I mean? And, uh, totally. Did you guys have any albums that came out after this that were more commercially successful? Because you had, like, the music video and everything on this one? Yeah, uh, I think, like, Turn the Page was an album that also we had like a distribution around the world with a label from New Zealand called One Foot Records. They did like the, uh, the, the album after Relaxing Your Favorite Chair, like the same kind of, we don't have, we don't have like a video clips or radio stuff, but we did like a good recording and we enjoy it. Morning Walk was an album that we put uh, 2005 was very uh, we sold a lot of CDs like for a lot but I think that was because it was 15 years ago people still buying CDs but nowadays we are using like digital platform a lot and we have like a, a million plays over a year it's that's, good that's good yeah i mean million yeah. places that's a lot yeah, of places. Yeah, it's good now this uh alias that you go by with the uh, cesper uh -huh. is that you also do music solo with that yeah i start to do this project because of i had a because i had a friends that start like a label that they want to do some custom artwork on records and they asked me to record like a song or two to put on a seven inch and they released 150 copies and on each copy i did an artwork on it like a collage or painting and they sell it uh, a year later they they asked me to do a 10 a 10 inch uh, that that came with uh, original artwork on, on the front cover so you buy the record and you got uh, original artwork, again, a collage or some painting or drawings. And they put 500 copies and it's almost gone. So I start to do these solo projects more, more because of my artistic career, not because of the music at all. It's more like a concept thing. I did a project like uh, five years ago too, called The Pessimist. We put some, we put a seven inch and we did a US tour together with a band from Coke Bus, uh, San Rastro, like formerly Coke Bus members. We did 45 shows. I, I still doing music in my, like at home, but like professional Garage Fuzz was the most professional band I had. And like the way I, <laughs> I go more right in the, in the process. So with this seven inch, you did 150 different original pieces of art. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> was was funny. Uh, they did a real seven inch, like not these late cuts that they do nowadays. They 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 did like uh, a real pressing with the acetates and stuff, like with the masters. They spent a lot of money, <laughs> and they made like 150 uh, of clear vinyl and I painted and collage in two weeks I think they did an art show in a gallery with all the artwork on the wall and we I, at this this show I play with my daughter my young daughter on drums like, oh, wow. it's a real lo-fi kind of sound so it was fun <laughs> Well, and, and later I did 500 original artworks for the 10 inches that that's, was worse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. That's actually, there's no way you were charging enough money for 500. A, no, it's a, good. The, the, the concept, uh, that's the concept. Like uh, the people can buy for uh, the price of uh, a record. They can buy a record and also original artwork. The name Garage Fuzz seems like it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing too is that just you guys being oh, young and man. <laughs> yeah this is a funny story okay <laughs> we we listen to the we, we are we are reading a lot of these magazines like uh bucket full of brains a lot of at, at some time we got into really garish uh Australian punk, you know, the Sanctis, um, Radio Birdman, this kind of bands. And we start to listen a lot of these sub-pop records and we need to do a name. Um, at one night I put some garage and another row of words and that is a fuzz and we, oh, garage fuzz, uh. Sounds good, but we don't realize <laughs> that is a, a kind of style, you know, like that is a well-known style. We don't figure out at the time. So two years later, we start the band. We are playing a show in Sao Paulo and Jello Biafra is in there and he, see the, uh, he watched the show and liked it and he came to us like, oh, I really dig your music reminds me like some bands in alternative tentacles like uh, Alice Donut or this kind of style uh, but the name is really bad you guys should change the name like the, the name is a style you know you can go to a record store in America and you see guys for us as a style he explained to us and but we are at this time we smoke a lot of weed. We are stoned as fuck. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. Like we keep it like. But I know that I, I, I really hate the name. <laughs> Some of my friends came to me like, "Oh no, it's a good name." I say, "Ah, come on." Man. <laughs> Do you feel like you doubled down on it because people were telling you how bad it was? That you were like, "Oh, then we're definitely keeping it." I think we keep it because like in 95, 94, when all of this happened, um, we are already two years working, like spreading demos. To us, it's a lot of, oh man, we did a lot of work to be, to, to get what we got now, but it's only two years of the band. We're sure we can change the name at this time, you know, but we keep it. It's funny. <laughs> 
That's uh, interesting. Jello Biafra seems to come up so much on in Roadrunner's history because he co-writes a song on Chaos AD. Sure. He had alternative tentacles like you were talking about, and they put out a Buzz Oven album, and Buzz Oven was on Roadrunner. Uh-huh. Um, he was a member of Brujeria. Sure. And now he has insulted you to your face about your band's name. Were Dead Kennedys playing a show in Brazil, or he was just in Brazil hanging no, out? No, he came to... Be- came this time because they're uh, doing a book release for a, a, a book they about like New York scene and the California it's a trip that a reporter from Brazil did in America so he cover he covers Nirvana and Sika Fidel and Jalabiafra in the same book a lot of other bands and the show was great. Like he came to Brazil and played like a lot of songs with a uh, half lineup of Hats de Porão and Sepultura. With you guys being so young and, and a new band, not just young people, but a, a young band as it is, that, like you said, you've only been a band for a couple of years. The producer of the album, did they have a lot of influence on what you guys were doing or you were like hey we we got this under control just hit record and we'll <laughs> we'll play our guitar solos or what was going on there no 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 at the time that we went to record it we learned a lot like especially like the the guitars uh, the, the 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 producer at the time uh jack uh he he even paid for our uh guitar pickups like to new guitar pickups to improve the sound he was really into like the record like he's really into the music uh helped me to 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 get it on tune on songs on song on the songs and how uh really i think at the time like there is a lot of uh tone like the runs on the, the, the songs and he kind of clear it. It works really well to us. Like we are really young and we we did albums before. I, I had recorded an album, Cogumelo Records, with another uh, different band and some years ago. And Fabricio has another album with Psych Possessor in Cogomelo, but was different. Like we are really young when we, we did these albums, but at this time we are start to, to trying to, to, to play better, to improve our, our skills. But at the studio, we, 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 we show what we are listening to, to, to him, but I don't think that changed a lot the, the, the process, like, like uh, our opinions in this moment uh, we, uh, I think we try to to go the way that he's going with his production, production and how the recording is. Okay, yeah, I just said you know because sometimes myself included, when you're that young, you you think you know everything already, so you don't want to have somebody. Oh tell yeah, you. yeah, yeah, no, no, sure, sure, he had this attitude for sure. He had sure, 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 but. He's older. He came from a different scene from like uh, from us. Like he 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 was part of the the first new wave scene in Brazil. Like he did he did a lot of stuff back in the day. So we know how 
how he works and how how it sounds at the end but we we are really into we know we know the shit like <laughs> we are we have this attitude but we i think we have this attitude with us together like a band you know like <laughs> like uh inside the band we have this like like this kind of discussion this is the only album you guys put out with roadrunner so did they did you ask to be released or they didn't want to do a second album or what happened there no they want to do a second album but they want just to change the style and we had we when we go with the the album turn the page that was the and we got an ep before this album that it's mostly of these songs in the demo tape. They they really want us to change the 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 way we sound to become more popular and commercial. Uh, they are really nice at hold the runner with with us at this time, but we're, they look as like a punk band, like a, a band that don't want to to make money, you know, to 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 become like big or stuff like that we want to play we are guys that want to to to, to play and we listen a lot of to a lot of music uh we we start to listen a lot of bands because of the roadrunner distribution like less thugs from france are the kind of bands that we are listening at this time and what's different like they they don't drop they don't drop us out like at the first time, like, oh, we don't know, you have to change. But later they, they realize that we are not going to change and they, they let us go. And I think we, the first shows we did after this album, we released some cassette demo tapes again. We did like a, a merch table with... I don't know, five tapes, you know, and a t-shirt and back to reality again and let's go. And what's cool. So it sounds like you kind of just mutually agreed that it wasn't a good fit, right? They wanted you to kind of be oh, a more. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. My uh, Alexandra, my wife's not working there at this time. She was working at MTV Brazil, but uh, the people that was working there, they agree and they are nice with us they they know us for so long in brazil that was uh her work to 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 put these records out in brazil uh she did this batch of first bands like killing chainsaw garage first zero vision and little charge these four bands was the first band signed in brazil for roadrunner and was good bands like Killing Chainsaw was back in the days like was a really good band like Zero Vision was like a really good trash metal like this new metal coming and Little Charge was really re- really ahead of the time like there are this this sounds like New Roses Tribe of New Root like this kind of sound really really ahead of the time like. They are sound. They, I listened to the record they put out 25 years ago on Roadrunner, and it sounds like perfect for what people are doing nowadays. I noticed that 
we kind of mentioned earlier, you don't really play a lot of uh, the songs from this album in more modern times, but are there certain songs of this album that you're really proud of or really kind of uh, sum up this time frame for you? I would imagine the single, When All the Things, is a big one, but anything else that I might be surprised by? Yeah, when we... Uh, was funny because we don't, we don't understand what we did with this album. Like, uh, when... Uh, like years ago when we started to do like reissues of these records on CDs and LPs like on vinyl versions we, we start to receive a lot of feedback from fans like and this was really weird because people are really uh, emotional about this album like really reminds like uh, good times of their lives uh, I think it's something new to Brazil is like one of the first uh, CDs and albums of that style uh, in Brazil, like this kind of hardcore punk that we did. Uh, so a lot of people send a lot of feedback, even about the lyrics, like, oh, like, <laughs> I, I, I think that we are talking about this. And I, I start to, 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 to have conversations with people about what I'm really feeling at this time. And was good. was good to me. was good to the band. And also to, to our fans that re- listen to this a, a lot. Uh, I think the, 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 the reason that we don't play lots of these songs nowadays it's because we play these songs a lot back in the days <laughs> like a lot a lot a lot we play a lot like this is like <laughs> there was a time that was like automatic you know like poof, oh you're going to the relaxing your favorite chair songs and was like you play that like automatic and we start to 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 put new songs that sometimes even the crowd don't think are the better songs to a set list. <laughs> <laughs> but we put put it because we want to, to play and to uh, show what we are feeling at the moment. Like that's why I think there's a lot of changing in our set list and music. Is there anything that you would have done differently with this album when you listen back to it? No, 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 no. Uh, the past need to be live like it is. Like <laughs> I, I don't like when when people start to to rework the the, the mixings and stuff. Uh, Erezy came with uh, I think a face up to it new version. Like they remix it, and I never listened to it because I want to remind the shitty sound of the 80s, like the bad mix. Uh, the same thing with Youth of Today. Uh, we're not in this alone. To me, the first pressing on Caroline Records, that shitty pressing, like the mix is horrible. That's the that's the thing to me. Like uh, I like uh, how it how it is. And this album is the same. I think uh, it's funny. Like sounds like us at the at the time. Like like uh, twenty years old kids, you know. Like <laughs> like sound like really on uh, uh, my voice is annoying (laughs) (laughs) you definitely have a a really good singing voice later on you're barely like you're almost kind of like shouting 
on this album, but you actually develop a, a really tuneful singing yeah, voice. Uh, and later uh, Fabrizio, Fabrizio works a lot with me on this. Like uh, we did a lot of, um, uh, he came with the most, most of the, the riffs and I spent a lot of days when we start to, to compose together we spend a lot of time together, work on the vocals. Show. So he's the reason why I improve more into singing. And he keeps like pushing me like, hey, let's go. Let's try this and blah, blah, blah. We had a lot. We, 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 we record a lot of vocals on cell phone ideas. And we go choosing what we, we like it. And we make like a collage of all these ideas. And that's how we... We came with the, the vocal lines. What is your favorite thing about relaxing your favorite chair? Nowadays, I uh, have like, um, I think the memories of this time, it's something that I still like having this kind of conversation with the guys. I miss the, 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 the vibe of making it, like rehearsing and uh, having the ideas and hanging around in our neighborhoods, like kind of, we all grew up together. We stood together. We played together in bands before Garage first. So, so we know each other for so long. So this time when I, when I remember this album, this is what came to my mind. Like we were really young, like, experience new things like taking a lot of LSD and smoking a lot of weed <laughs> and that's what uh, that's what came to my mind of this time <laughs> yeah this, all- this album cover is making a lot more sense now the more you tell yeah, me yeah, how yeah, many drugs it. you were on <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Cesper for sharing the experience of a young band making their first proper record in a vibrant, exciting time. You can check out his artwork at GaleriaAura.com. A very talented guy across the board and keep track of what the band is doing on Instagram at GarageF. No us. Just F. Next week, we continue our journey through the canon of Roadrunner Records with a surprise to all of us. But in the meantime, you can check out bonus interviews at patreon.com slash meetmeetpod. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow the show on Instagram at meetmeetpod. My name is Ryan Rainbow. This is Meet Meet. And yes, that's the best that anyone could come up with. Bye. <laughs>